Good morning. It is Monday, February 21st, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. I just want to thank everyone who sent us so many kind messages over the weekend and starting Friday. Friday was our 500th episode of this podcast, which is a pretty big milestone, at least at least one we shouldn't overlook. And so, so many of you sent us really kind messages on Facebook and Instagram, just congratulating us and saying thank you. And uh, it's just such a cool thing to see. You know, like I sit in my basement behind a microphone and record a podcast five days a week, and it still amazes me that people tune in to listen. And um, so thank you. Thank you for reaching out. It's, it's so encouraging to hear from the listeners. All right, my friends, let me read our passage for us today. I'll pray, and then we'll dive right into it. This is Hebrews chapter 7, verses 11 through 19. Now, if perfection had been attainable through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need would have there been for another priest to arise after the order of Melchizedek rather than the one named after the order of Aaron? For when there is change in the priesthood, there is necessarily a change in the law as well. For the one of whom these things are spoken belonged to another tribe, from which no one has ever served at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord was descended from Judah, and in connection with that tribe Moses said nothing about priests. This becomes even more evident when another priest arises in the likeness of Melchizedek, who has become a priest not on the basis of legal requirement concerning bodily descent, but by the power of an indestructible life. For it is witnessed of him, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. For on the one hand, a former commandment is set aside because of its weakness and uselessness, for the law made nothing perfect. But on the other hand, a better hope is introduced, through which we draw near to God. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, as we come this Monday and we begin our week, so many are off work today, and this is just an, an added day of rest to our week. And God, let it be that for those that can make it that today. Lord, for those who are going to work, Lord, to do what you've put before us to do. God, give us energy and strength. Give us motivation to see how our work has been your design from creation past. Lord, as we look at this word in the book of Hebrews, we ask for your help. Lord, we're fools to look at your word apart from your help. So Lord, won't you help us today? Amen. What we're going to do today and tomorrow is break down the rest of chapter 7 into two parts. It's not that it breaks easily, it's just a huge text that's really under this one main theme. What the author of Hebrews is doing now is, we learned on Thursday of last week, what it means that Jesus is in the order of Melchizedek. Not necessarily what it means, but further explanation of who Melchizedek is and what he means to Jesus or what it means, rather, that Jesus is in the order of Melchizedek. And now what he's doing in the rest of chapter 7 is saying why this is such an important distinction. And we're gonna, like I said, we're going to break this into two parts, part of which we're looking at today. What he's saying in our scripture today, if we had to boil it down, is that right out of the gates, there was no perfection to be had under the Levitical priesthood. And when he's saying the Levitical priesthood, he's really meaning the law. He adds this little parenthesis for under it, the people received the law, reminding everyone that the Levitical priesthood was established because of the law. And he says, perfection was not attained through them. The Levitical priesthood was never meant for God's people to attain perfection. 
even though if we read the covenant that was established with Moses and Abraham, this was the expectation. What the author of Hebrews is saying is this was never meant to be a permanent and eternal priesthood. And especially because Jesus is said to be a priest in the order of Melchizedek, and we know that Jesus is from the line of Judah, we know that something special is going on here because Jesus is not from the line of Aaron, the Levites, of whom God set aside to be the priests. So the offer of Hebrews is reminding his Jewish audience or his ex-Jewish audience of this truth. Jesus is not Levitical. He's not from the tribe of Levi. He's from the tribe of Judah. And Judah was never mentioned to be a tribe of priests. So something is going on here because the law was introduced in the Levitical priesthood. With Jesus, a change of law is required. Jesus becomes priest not because of the law or some legal requirement, as he mentions in verse 16, but instead because of the power of an indestructible life. The same that can be said that he made the argument of of Melchizedek earlier in the book. And then we get to verses 18 and 19, which say, For on the one hand, a former commandment is set aside because of its weakness and uselessness, for the law made nothing perfect. But on the other hand, a better hope is introduced, through which we draw near to God. Remember, the ultimate problem that humanity has is that God is holy and we are not. Man can only draw near to God. It's only possible if somehow man can become holy. This truth is important for understanding what he's trying to say in verses 18 and 19. He says that the old law, the law that was established in the old covenant to Moses back in the book of Exodus, what's read through in the books of Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, repeated over and over throughout the Old Testament, is weakness and uselessness. Because this law didn't make anyone perfect. The priests had to keep atoning for sins year after year after year because the people kept sinning. It's not like the day of atonement came, the sacrifices were made, God's washed away the sins of his people, and then they sinned no more. No, even under the law, they kept on sinning. In fact, one of the purposes of the law, as we see in other parts of scripture, was to reveal the sinfulness of God's people. So when a new priest is introduced from a new line, a new law must come. And this is a law that the author of Hebrews says is better. And it's through which we do draw near to God. The implications here are, this new law can do what the old law could not. It could make us holy. My friends, as the author of Hebrews continues to draw the connections between Jesus and the order of Melchizedek, we're coming to see the picture of who Jesus is as our great high priest. And it's not something new that we're seeing here in the book. It's just being explained in a much different way. Jesus, as the great high priest, introduces a new law, a law which he perfectly fulfilled on our behalf, was sacrificed for all of our sins, past, present, future, so that we could, in fact, draw near to God. My friends, as we go today, let's see that the old law did nothing except restrain sin. In some ways, it was so helpful, and it's not that the law has gone away. Jesus didn't abolish the law. He fulfilled the law. The law is a reminder of our sinfulness. The law 
can only restrain sin. A heart change, a life change, a soul-saving change and transformation is only possible, not through the old law, but through Jesus, our great high priest. What a truth we can meditate on today. As we go, let's pray for the people in the United Arab Emirates. Let's pray together. Father, we're thankful that the old law came. We're thankful that your old covenant came. As part of your redemptive plan for history, it shows us our sinfulness, our need for a savior, a need for atonement for the sins of your people. We're thankful that they're here and they help us look forward to the new covenant, the one that's talked about in Jeremiah 31, 31, the one that was inaugurated when Jesus came and died for our sins, and the one which the author of Hebrews is talking about here, the one that helps us actually draw near to God. Father, what a way to start the week, to think about these things, to meditate as your people on what you've done for us in this miracle that the impossible has happened. Man can once again be near to God. Lord, this is a truth worth telling to everyone who will listen. And today we pray for the Emirati Arabs in the United Arab Emirates, for these people who largely are well off and lots of material possessions in that country. Not everyone, but many. Lord, they find so much rest in things that will fade, where moth and rust and thief destroy and steal. God, help us to give them a truth. Help the missionaries there to be bold and share this truth, one that will never fade away, but for eternity will be something worth singing about. God, call your people out of the United Arab Emirates. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.